Anyway, you ready to get in the Word tonight? I'm going to begin a new series. It's supposed to, we're supposed to start this last week, but, you know, the weather was kind of iffy. Um, but we're going to start this, and then we're talking about looking ahead. Looking ahead. Say it with me, looking ahead. Now, we're going to stay on this for just probably for about four weeks or so, and then we're going to start a series called Walking with God. Um, and, uh, but I believe if you, some of the principles that I'm going to share tonight, if you're visiting here on a Wednesday night, it's kind of like our Wednesday nights are kind of like Bible school. We just stay on a particular topic for a period of time and just build on it. We're about equipping people with the Word because I believe when you get into the Word and you understand the Word, that's what has the ability to change your life. Amen. It's, yes, I'm grateful for God's interventions, God's miraculous things, but he wants us to grow up into him, right? He wants us to grow up and become the, conform to the image of his son. And we know how, how that happens. It's through not just being born again, but it's through renewing our mind through the word, right? And, and so if you have your Bibles, um, I'm going to go to several scriptures here at the beginning. We go to Luke chapter 21, or Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 21. <clears throat> Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 21. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace to minister this word tonight. Holy Spirit, you're the teacher. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So Luke chapter 9, verse 62. It says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. Let me read one more time. No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. Now, in Luke chapter 12, he tells us that it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, right? We, it's his desire. It's his good pleasure. It's what he desires to do is to give you the kingdom. Everything that that kingdom offers, everything that's within his kingdom. You know, that, that whole this thing of scriptures in Luke 12 is he talks about not taking thought for this, what you're going to wear, what you're put on. It's the it's like Matthew chapter six, but it's the same thing in Luke chapter 12. But he makes a statement different in Luke 12. And it says it's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But yet we see here in verse 9, it says, no man that put his hand to the plow is fit for the kingdom. Now, one word about this word fit that I want you to look at is, is the word also can mean appropriate. Appropriate. So he who is looking back, takes his hand off the plow, looking back, he can't appropriate the kingdom of God. He can't appropriate the kingdom of God. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's not that he's not fit about being good enough or being able enough, it's you can't appropriate kingdom principles by living in a different kingdom. It's like if, if I'm, I'm here, I'm plowing in the kingdom. This, this is the kingdom field and I'm plowing. This, this, plow is, this, is, this is a harvesting tool, right? It's a harvesting tool. So, so if, I'm, if I take my hand off the plow looking back, you know what? Then what I'm, I'm, stop, I'm stopping the harvest process. So therefore, I'm not, if I'm not plowing, then I'm not planting. If I'm not planting, then I'm not harvesting. And so, so if I'm putting my hand to the plow and looking back, I can't appropriate the kingdom of God. It's, it's going to be difficult for me to operate in kingdom principles when I'm looking back at a different kingdom. All right, now let's, let's, look, let's look at Luke 21. <clears throat> Luke 21. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 25. It says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Look at the earth, distress of nations. Man, it kind of sounds like right now. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Men's hearts are failing them for fear 
and for looking after those things that are coming on the earth. So, so here we see, if I'm looking back, I can't appropriate the kingdom. And here in the last days, Jesus is talking here and he's saying that men's hearts are failing and for looking after those things that are coming on the earth. So it's what you're looking at and what you're looking towards is going to depend what kind of harvest you're going to operate in and what kind of harvest you're going to walk in. So here is because of them looking at the things that are coming on the earth. See, if all you do is look at what's happening in CNN, what, what you're hearing in the news, what you're hearing between the Democrats and the Republicans, what you're hearing in, on social, watching on social media, what you're hearing, what you're observing, what you're looking at is the fruit that you're going to harvest in your life. You see, it was what the men were looking at for the things coming on the earth that was going to cause their hearts to fail. See, it's what you're looking at that's going to determine what's, what's filling your heart. And what's filling your heart is going to determine your actions. And what's going to determine your actions is going to determine your harvest. You see? You see what I'm saying? So, so ultimately, what I'm looking at is producing my thoughts. What my thoughts are producing, my actions. And then my actions are producing my harvest. Does that make sense? Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 4, verse 18. And we may come back to this later on, but I just want to read verse 18 for right now. I'm going to read the Amplified. It says, But the path of the uncompromisingly just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more, brighter and clearer, until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. The King James says, but the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just. So there's a pathway for the just. And it says that that pathway shines brighter and brighter. Now, Hebrews, you don't need to turn there, but Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 says, the just shall live by faith. Now, now we just saw that the just, the path of the just grows brighter and brighter. And then in Hebrews 10, it says, the just shall live by faith. And it says, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And the next verse immediately, it says, but we are not of them that draw back. So here you have to see that this path of the just is a, is a pathway of faith. It is a life of faith. And as I stay looking at this pathway, that pathway is going to go brighter and brighter. So either I'm going to be looking at what's going on in the world and it's going to cause my heart to fail. Or I'm going to be looking back and I'm I'm not going to be able to, to appropriate the kingdom of God all based on what I'm looking at. Am I going to continue to look at the path of, of the righteous or am I going to look at the path of the unrighteous? See, so we have to be looking ahead. We have to refuse to look back with regret and choose to look forward in faith. Don't you can't look at what's happening around us in the world. And I'm not saying that we just bury our heads in the sand and we don't we don't um, associate and can't associate with the world. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is is the world doesn't dictate my emotions. The world doesn't dictate my harvest. The world doesn't dictate my income. The world doesn't dictate anything about my life. All right. Because why? My path is growing brighter and brighter. My path growing brighter and brighter. See, we serve a God of increase. He increases us from glory to glory. Glory from faith to faith, right? You know, in, in, in Genesis chapter 26, it said that Isaac sowed in a time of famine and he received a hundredfold in the same year. So, so it wasn't about what was going on with everyone else. It wasn't about, okay, maybe let's go back to Egypt. No, God said, no, right here, right where there's a famine, you're going to produce. Right here where there's, where there's something negative, you're going to produce. Why? Because you're looking at the kingdom and not looking at the world. So you, we have to look ahead. You have to look ahead. You can't get, get bombarded by everything that's happening around us. In order for us to see marvels and wonders and, and manifestations of the greatness of our God, we have to be looking for it when looking towards it. Not just saying, well, it doesn't happen for me. No, I don't, I don't know when I'm going to see a marvel. I don't know when I'm going to see a wonder. What, what are you saying? You're letting me know where you're looking. Yeah. 
You're letting me know that, that, that you're, 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 you're looking back from, from the plow. You're looking for, for the world to produce it. You're looking for the world to bring it to pass. But we have to be looking ahead in faith. If I'm going to be successful in anything, it's because I choose to do it on purpose. <laughs> if I'm going to be successful in anything, it's because I choose to do it on purpose. You see, that hand to the plow. You see, that's, that's the, if, I'm going to, if I'm going to continue in this walk with God. And, and see, the whole aspect of when Jesus was communicating that was someone that wanted to follow him. And so Jesus' response was, man, anyone that, is, that, that turns back from the plow, it's not fit for the kingdom. Because one guy was like, like you know, I, I want to follow you, but he goes, I need to go first bury, bury, my, bury, bury my dead. I, I, I first need to go do this. I first need to go do this. And he says, what, if you keep looking back, then you, know, you can't appropriate what I want to do in your life, where I want to take you in your life. And so this whole aspect of, of, of the plow, this, that's, that's, you know, if, if, you're going to, if you're going to be a farmer, you have to farm on purpose. It, it's not just going to be, well, I want it. No, you're going to have to wake up and, and, and live with purpose. Because if not, there's no, there's no plowing, there's no seed going in the ground. And no matter how much you prayed and how much you confessed and how much you declared, there's not going to be a harvest. Why? Because you didn't plant a seed. And so here, so this putting this hand to the plow, you're going to have to do it. On, so if you're going to fulfill, you're, Jesus, like if you're going to follow me, then you're going to have to do this on purpose because everything around you is going to try to pull you off that plow. Everything around you is going to try to pull you away from the will that I have for your life. Everything's going to try to pull you away. And so you can look at it this way. You know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to reach my full potential as a husband, then you know what? It's like putting my hand to the plow. I can't look in other directions. If I'm going to be the husband that, that I'm called to be, I, I can't, I'm not going to look at other women. I'm not going to look at other things and, and do that. Why? Because I, if I'm going to be successful at this, then I'm going to have to do it on purpose. It's, it's the same thing. So you want success in any area of your life is going to have to be on purpose. If I do not live on purpose, I'll never fulfill my purpose. Write that down. If I do not live on purpose, I'll never fulfill my purpose. Fulfilled purpose. What is fulfilled purpose? Fulfilled purpose is the harvest of your decision. Your, it's a harvest of your decision not to quit. Yes. What is fulfilled purpose? It's the harvest of your decision to not quit. Let's look at, uh, let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Galatians is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Galatians 6. Let's look at verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. So what is fulfilled purpose? Fulfilled purpose is, is the harvest of the decision to not quit, to not give up. So here it says, God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. What, what are you sowing? What are you sowing? You know, I, I think of that, that man with the plow. Don't, don't, don't let go of the plow. Don't look back. There's, there's nothing back there. There's nothing back there. We have to be looking ahead, looking ahead to appropriate the kingdom of God. The Phillips translation says this. Man's harvest in life depends entirely upon what he sows. Think about harvest for a moment, for a minute. Harvest is the outcome of a seed. Harvest is the outcome of a seed. Thank you, Father. See, we have to be awake and alert in life. In the last days, you know, it talks about in Peter, it talks about, you know, be, be awake, be vigilant. Why? Because the enemy is going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, right? See, he wants to devour you. 
He wants to devour your seeds. He wants to devour your family. He wants to devour your life. But so it says, be, be awake, be vigilant because the enemy is going about. So we have to be awake and alert. And, and as I was praying over this, this kept coming to me because most of the time we don't pay attention to what we actually are sowing. We have to be awake and alert because most of the time we don't pay attention to what we're really sowing. When we talk about sowing, we're not talking about just natural seeds. We're, we aren't just talking about financial seeds, but I'm talking about the very seeds of your life. We just kind of you know, go through life and, and just let life happen. And, and, but we, if we can't just let life happen. We have to do life on purpose. We have to do it on purpose. We can't look back. We, we have to do this on purpose. If we're going to experience success, we need to do it on purpose. And so, so therefore, we, a lot of times we don't know what we're sowing. What do I mean by that? Your choices are a seed. Just, just, just ask, if you're married, just ask your spouse next to you. My choice to ask and her choice to say, I do, caused us to be married. That was a harvest of yes, I do. Your choices are seeds. Now I get this one. We're not paying attention to what we're sowing. Let me say this. Your words are seeds. Your words are seeds. <laughs> you might not want to hear this one, but your attitude is a seed. Everything you do in life is classified as a seed. You are where you are because of your decision seeds of yesterday. Today, I'm walking in the harvest of my decisions of yesterday. Today is the harvest of my decisions of yesterday. Let's look at, uh, let's look at verse 8. For he that sows to his flesh shall reap corruption. He that sows to his flesh shall reap corruption. Now, sometimes we kind of go over these scriptures, and, but think about it. He who sows to his flesh, the harvest is corruption. What am I feeding on? What am I looking at? What am I listening to? What decisions am I making? Because if I sow to my flesh, <laughs> there's... there's Everything I sow to my flesh has a temporary value. I could, I, I could work out for the next six months, get big, big muscles. Thank you for not saying amen, hon. But yet, but yet, as I'm sowing to my flesh... You know what? I got to continue doing that. But you know what? You can't do that forever. Because eventually after six months and you're like, well, I did that. I did that for six months. See, eventually all that muscle has to go somewhere else. That's when you kind of like hear it's like it just like swings back and forth, you know. And you, you live that. Well, I used to be. <laughs> So anytime you sow to your flesh, it's reaping corruption. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, I, I like cookies. There's certain candies I like. There's certain things I like. But, but if I continue to sow that into my body and you continue to sow that, you never brush your teeth. You sow in sugar you know, and you're never, what ha, what's that? because I'm sowing it to, into my body, then what happens is, is, is decay is going to happen. Now, th- now think, think about the, the things that you're sowing as it pertains to the sowing to your flesh about your attitudes, your words, and the different things you're saying because they can only lead to one harvest, and that's corruption. It's temporary harvest. Not a whole lot of amens here on that. But, but for he that sows to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption. Meaning the only reason to take your hand off the plow and look back is to feed your flesh. Really? 
And I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm holy. There, there, I mean, I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about there's times where, I, you know what? Yeah, I just, you know, I just, okay, yeah, I'll pray later. Yeah, no, no, but the thing is, is, is there, there's kingdom things to be done. And if I'm going to be successful as a pastor, as successful as a husband, successful, then I'm going to have to do it on purpose and I'm going to have to sow the right thing. Why? Because my harvest in life is going to depend entirely upon what I'm sowing. And part of my sowing is what I'm looking at. What am I looking at? There's negative harvest and there's positive harvest. A speeding ticket is an unwanted harvest. <laughs> Divorce is an unwanted harvest, but it starts with a seed. Adultery is an unwanted harvest, but it starts with a seed. Fear is an unwanted harvest, but it starts with a seed. There's positive harvests. Peace is a positive harvest. But what is, it, what is it a harvest? It's, as Isaiah says, that perfect peace have they who keep his mind stayed on him. So the harvest of peace is where I'm keeping my mind. Friendship is a positive harvest. You want a friend, you need to be a friend. Faith is a harvest. What's faith a harvest? It's the word planted in your heart is harvested in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith is the harvest of the word. Wisdom is, is a harvest. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God and he'll give to all men liberally. So, so as I ask for wisdom, the harvest of wisdom is based on what? Asking. So it's a positive harvest. The root of every seed you sow become, begins in the form of a thought. That's where everything begins. Your actions are a harvest of your thoughts. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Jesus understood the power of this. He understood the power of this, that statement that, that your life, about the, um, what did I say? Your actions are a harvest of your thoughts. And here in Matthew chapter 22, chapter, um, so yeah, Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. But I say to you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without call shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to this brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Therefore, thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there, and there rememberest that thy brother has ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come after thy gift. Um, am I in the right place? No, verse 27, I'm sorry. Can you rewind the CD there? Rewind here. Verse 27, I'm sorry. I was like, this isn't making sense right now. Um, maybe if it's a different, maybe someone needed to hear that. Uh, verse 27, you have heard that is said, you shall not commit adultery. But then Jesus says, it is verse 28, but I say to you that everyone who so much as, as looks at a woman with evil desire for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. See, Jesus, Jesus, he dealt with the root yes. of the actions. They, they were talking about, you say, it's that way. Jesus said, no, I say to you, if you as look as a woman with adultery in your heart, you've already committed the act. So Jesus said, if you can cut it off at the thought, then you'll never do the action. Amen. Amen. Don't worry about doing the action. He said, just cut it off at the thought. Because the thought is going to be the harvest of your actions. Yes. So, so here Jesus said, who looks? So it has to, he, Jesus is saying it's what you're looking at that's going to determine your actions. And your actions are going to be your, we're going to bring about your harvest. Your actions are going to bring about your harvest. Sometimes we can get, have so many thoughts going on the inside of our head. And the enemy is just waiting for us to just go after one of the thoughts. Go after it or, or take the bait, so to speak. It's not just looking ahead but it's looking and pressing forward. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Looking. Looking ahead. Looking ahead will shape my thoughts, which shape my action that determine my harvest. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just looking ahead, but it's looking and pressing towards something. Let's look at verse 10 in Philippians 3. The Apostle Paul, without going to all of this, he, the Apostle Paul said, you know, I've had this, I've been this, I've had that, but I count all those things as nothing. And then he gets to verse 10, that I may know him that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. He said, I'm not looking at my past, the good or the bad, but what am I doing? My determined purpose is to know him. The Amplified says, my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly, more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. Verse 12 goes on to say this. He says, not as though I've already attained, either we're already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. I love this. He goes, not as though I've already attained, meaning I haven't, I don't know everything yet. I I don't have everything under control yet. I'm not perfect yet. But he goes, I'm not saying I've already attained everything. Either I'm already perfect, but I follow after. See, in, in, in following after, you can't follow after and look in a different direction. I follow after. See, it's, it's this looking ahead is about looking and pressing towards something. He, he goes, but I follow after if that I may apprehend. Or you could say lay hold of. Now, I love this. Lay hold of that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. What is he saying? He goes, he goes you know what? I want to lay hold of Jesus the way that Jesus laid hold of me. The way Jesus apprehended me on that road to Damascus, the way he touched my life, the way that he got a hold of my life. You know what? I'm, 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 I want to apprehend him that same way. I want to lay hold of But you know what? That's not going to happen by looking at the world and looking at everything around you. It's continuing looking ahead and pressing towards something. Paul, Paul what was he pressing towards? He was pressing and looking ahead towards Jesus. Yes. Verse 13 says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended this one thing I do. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I'm reaching forth to those things that are before. Reaching forth. Reaching forth to those things that are before. I'm not looking behind. I'm not looking behind. I'm not looking behind. See, if you're looking behind, you can't appropriate what the kingdom of God wants to do in your life. Reaching forth into those things that are before. And what I press, I press, I press. See, this is a word of purpose. I press, I press towards the mark. I press towards the mark. You know, there's things that are going to come against you. There's people that are going to offend you. There's people that that are, are going to be wrong to you. There, there's things that your pastor might say you don't agree with. There, there could be things that take place. Things happen in families. Things, things take place in life. Life happens. But no matter what it is, if you're going to, to, to do, do this thing and, and, and looking ahead, you're going to have to press past some things. I, he's, I press towards the mark. So it's not just looking ahead, but it's a looking and pressing towards something. I'm I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Vic, you have a high calling. Marty and Brad, you have a high calling. Jeremy, you have a high calling. Dwayne Rose, you have a high calling. Every single one of you have a high calling in here. Every single one. Say, I have a high calling. But the only way to reach that is when you choose to press. And the only way to press is when you're looking after him. You're looking after him. You're apprehending him the way he apprehended your life. And it's going to take and require a press. That's what I hear Jesus saying in Luke chapter 9. 
Or Luke chapter 21. No, Luke chapter 9. Don't let go of the plow. And don't look back. Because you can't appropriate the kingdom. You can't, you're not fit for the kingdom. But I'm telling you, each one of you, every single one of us in here, every one of you watching by way of it, you have a high calling. And the only way to determine that is by what you're looking at. Looking ahead. Looking towards something. Because what you're looking at on a continual basis is shaping your thoughts. What's shaping your thoughts is shaping your actions. And what's shaping your actions determines your harvest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Colossians 3. Looking ahead is about what you're pursuing. So looking ahead is about what you're pursuing. It's what we see in the Apostle Paul's life. Thank you, Father. Let's look at Colossians 3. So much here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Verse 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ. Now, he's... He's talking to believers here. He's speaking directly to you. If you've been risen with Christ. All right, let me see if, you've been, if you're born again. Have you been risen with Christ? Amen. Have you been risen with him? Amen. You've been made a new creation. So here, he's talking to you and I. He's talking to the church of Colossians here. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to the church here. And he's saying, if you've been risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above. See, so he's talking to you and I. And so here, if we're going we're gonna to reach it, fulfill our destiny, we're going we're gonna to be successful in life, and we're going to have to do it on purpose, then he's telling you here, hey, if you've been risen with Christ, so he's reminding them of something. He, he wants to them to, to remember something. You, you know, look, if you've been risen with Christ, then, 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 then what I want you to shift your focus in something. If you've been risen with Christ, then you need to seek those things that are above where Christ is seated. Seek those. If you're risen with Christ, if you're really born again and God is, 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 is Jesus is your king and he is your Lord, then you know what? Then you're going to be need to look at something in particular. Seek those things that are above. Since you're now risen, since you now have a new position... Since you've now been given a new position, a new place, uh, you've been given a new identity, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. So this is seek, just like press is a word of purpose. Seek is a word of purpose. Seek those things that are, this, isn't, this isn't a good idea. This isn't a good suggestion. This is a mandate to the believers in, Coloss- in Colossae. Seek those things that are above. Why is Paul saying this? Because he knows you're going to have so many opportunities to seek something different. You're going to have so many opportunities like what Jesus talked about in the last days. And he talked about how men's hearts are failing them because they're looking at the things that are taking place in the earth. Fear is filling their hearts. When fear fills your hearts, those are thoughts. And thoughts determine your actions. And what actions determine your harvest. So here, he's saying, you know what? You want to harvest in life? You, you want to see success in life? Seek those things that are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Then here's another word of purpose. Verse 2. Set your affection. The word affection there is really mind. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind. This, this, is, this, is a deter, this is a quality decision. This is like my hands are on the plow and I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. I'm setting my affection on those things that are above. I'm setting my affection on those things that are above. Yes, I know I, I just received that report, but I'm setting my affections on those things that are above. Yes, I know that just happened, but yeah, I'm setting my affections on things that are above. I'm setting my affections on those things that are above where Christ sits. 
I'm setting my affections on those things. Everything I have need of is found in the kingdom. And it's to the Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Yeah, I'm not going to let go of this plow. I'm not letting go. I'm setting my affection. I'm looking towards something. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. Not on the things on the earth. Set your affection. What are you looking at? What's taking your attention? What's giving your, your, your where, where, where are you placing your focus? Because I'm telling you, the, the harvest of what you're looking towards is what you're expecting. That's your faith. And your faith brings the kingdom of God into the now. Faith brings the kingdom of God into your now. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Thank you, Father. Set your affections on things above, not on the things on the earth. Why? For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And I could go on and on here, but, but understanding this aspect of what are you looking at? Looking ahead is about setting your mind and keeping it set on things that are above. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's go back to Proverbs 4 and I'll start to close. Go back to Proverbs 4. Hmm. Thank you, Father. You know, it's just this, this purpose. This, if I'm going to succeed, it's going to be on purpose. What are you looking at? You know, I, I just, just going to take a little rabbit trail here. Just thinking about these kingdom. What are you? Is the, what are you looking at? What are you? Pursuing. What's your affection? You know, Hebrews talks about how, how you know, yet I, in Hebrews 2 it says, you know, that you place all things under man's feet. And you give an authority, man, everything. And, he, and, and then the, the writer says, but yet I, I'm not able to see it. So I, I don't see everything subject to man. I know you've given man authority and I, I, I haven't seen everything subject to man yet, he says, but, this, but I'm able to see Jesus. It's Hebrews chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, I believe. And, and so here, I, I, yes, I, I, I know this is what, what, what you promised, uh, but you know what? I'm able to see Jesus. I, th- I haven't seen quite things change all the way in the natural yet, but you know what? I'm still looking at Jesus. And, and as we begin this year, I want, I want to ask you, what are you looking towards? Are you looking back? Are you looking at everything that's happening in the world? You know, in, in, uh, I believe it's Matthew 6, when Jesus gives us, you know, a lot of princ- great principles in here. But he talks about an aspect of when you give. Yeah. Don't, don't give like, like the, 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 um, the hypocrites do. And he says, when you, when you give in this right way, that he goes, my father, which is in heaven, will reward you in the open. Meaning the things that, that you're focusing on with the Father, between you and the Father, those things that he's directing you. And here in this particular thing, he says, in your giving, he goes, well, my Father, don't, don't do it to be seen of men. It's not about what people see you as, but it's your relationship with the Father. And it says, as, as these things happen, he goes, my Father, we reward you in the open. Then he talks about that when you pray. Pray this way, not as those people do or the hypocrites do, but pray like this. And when you pray this way, my father who in secret will reward you in the open. See, these are kingdom things, meaning I'm looking towards the father. I'm looking towards the kingdom. And then he says, when you fast, don't do it like this, but do it like this. And when you do it this way, my father who is in secret will reward you in the open. Meaning as I'm following God. And I'm focusing on God and I'm looking towards God in my giving, in my, see, these are all, these are all actions. These are all seeds that I'm sowing. And he says that, that, that what he, when I do it in secret, he's going to reward me in the open. That sounds like harvest to me. Then when these things become a lifestyle in my life and I'm looking towards him in my giving, looking to him in my prayer life, looking at him in my fasting, 
and I'm looking at these things, then what happens is I'm going to experience harvest in my life. It's not earning anything from God. But it's, it's, it's all about where you're looking. Because where you're looking is producing your thoughts. And what's producing your thoughts? Your thoughts are producing your actions. And your actions producing harvest. You know, for Annette and I, and we don't, it's not about... You know, for us, we're, we're entering into a time where we, we're, we're fasting. You know, for us, we're just, we're just going to not do TV. You know, I mean, but I would encourage you to do something to cause your affection to change. Set your affection on something. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's, maybe it's news. Maybe it's talk radio. Maybe it's sports radio. Maybe it's something, but, but there's something that there's things that are d- d- just kind of taking away your affection and what you're looking at. And I encourage you, I don't want to make it a law. I don't want to make it a mandate. I don't want to make this is something between you and the Lord. And, and you need to get to a place where, where what are you looking at? Because what you're looking at ultimately is going to bring about a harvest. Right? Now let's look at, let's look at uh, Proverbs 4. That makes sense? Thank you, Father. Verse 18 again. But the path of the just, the path of the just grows brighter and brighter, shines more and more into the perfect day. Then verse 19 says, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. They know not at what they stumble. So they stumble, why? Because they can't see obstacles. But yet the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. But yet if I'm walking in a different path, in a path of darkness, then it says I stumble. So how do you, we keep our mindset on things that are above? How do we keep our minds set on this pathway that grows brighter and brighter? I'm glad you asked. Very next verse, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. My son, attend to my words. You could say, look to my words. You could say, set your affection on my words. You could say, my son, give priority to my words. My son, attend to my words. Incline. Incline is what is... Lean in with intent to receive. To incline is not just hear, but it's lean in with the intent to receive. With expectancy. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Let them not depart from your eyes. Go back to looking ahead. Looking ahead. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because where your heart is, where your thoughts produce your actions that produce your harvest. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life unto those that find them and health to all your flesh. How do you keep your mind set on things above? Tend to his word. Look to his word. It's not just, it's not just fasting for the sake of fasting and doing without something. But it's what are you looking at in the process? If you're fasting something, I want to encourage you. Make sure you're feeding on the word. Feeding on the word. Feeding on the word. Feeding on, it's not to earn points with God or earn marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations. No, but it's looking ahead. Looking ahead. Looking ahead. For they are life. We keep in these things as we look to these things, hold to these things, listen to these things, keep these things. They're life unto those that find them and health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth. Put away a froward mouth. What's a froward mouth? A a word that speaks things contrary to God's word. A froward mouth. And perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. I love the Amplified here. It says, it says, put away from you. Verse 25 says, let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet and let all your ways be established in order right. Turn not to the right hand or the left and remove your foot from evil. So what is this all about? 
It's all about what you're looking at. It's attending to the word, keeping the word in your heart. As you're keeping the word in your heart, you're looking right on with fixed purpose, not looking to the left hand or the right. That's like not looking back. Not looking to the left hand or the right. Why? I'm, I'm on this pathway of the just, and it gets brighter and brighter. And I'm looking to the word, and I'm attending to the word. As I tend to the word, I'm, what I'm doing, I'm setting my affection on him. Looking ahead. Looking ahead. Hallelujah. How do I keep my mind set on things above? It's a life in the word. And secondly, it's a life in prayer. A life in the word. And a life in prayer. Give me two more scriptures. Life in the word. I'll be real quick. Life in the word and life in prayer. Matthew 14 and Mark 7. We'll do this quick. How to keep my mind set on things above. It's a life in the word and a life of prayer. Thank you, Father. Matthew 14. Thank you, Lord. Verse 19. Verse 19 says, this is Jesus. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. See this aspect of setting his affection on things above when he had need. What did he do? He looked to heaven. There's no way in the natural that five loaves and two fish could feed that many people. But what did he do? He didn't set his affection on his lack. He didn't set his affection on what he didn't have. He didn't look up and say, God, I wish there was 20 fish and five loaves because then it could happen. No, he looked up into heaven. What did he do? He looked toward something. He directed his attention towards something. He set his affection on things that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. He wasn't there yet. But he was looking to the Father. Jesus said, it's the Father in me that does the works. What He, he was looking towards the Father. He was set, setting his affection on the Father. He was looking towards something. Because he knew that that's what was going to bring change to the situation. Now let's look at Mark 7 and I'll close with this. So how do you keep your mind set on things above? A life in the word and a life of prayer. Thank you, Father. Mark 7. Verse 34. <clears throat> Verse 33. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his finger into his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, Ephetoth. That is, be opened. What did he do? He, when there was a need, he needed to see a marvel. He needed to see a wonder. What did he do? He, he did what he heard the father say. He spit in the ground and he, he, put his, he put his ears, he spit and he put his ears in his fingers. And he, what he looked up into heaven, he declared, said, be opened. See, we're, we, we don't, we're not the workers of miracles. We're not the workers of marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations. We're just the conduit that God does it through. But what happens, what we have to, what we have to be built up with is that we're looking at him. We're expecting him. So how do we set our affection on things above? It's a life in the word and it's a life of prayer. One last statement, I'll close. A life in the word and a life of prayer will change your thoughts. Let me say it again. A life in the word and a life in prayer will change your thoughts. And your thoughts will change your actions. And your actions will change your harvest. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. Lord, and we receive, all, every, even myself, we receive this word as a word from heaven. And Lord, right now, I thank you, Lord, that, that we, everyone stand to your feet. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, we just set our affection on you right now, Father. We set our affection on things that are above. Hallelujah. We refuse to, to look at the things that are taking place in the earth right now. Things that are taking place all around us. 
Father, because we refuse to allow those things to shape our thinking, that shape our actions, that shape our harvest. Father, we choose as a body, we choose as a, as a body of believers to, to set our affection on things that are above, that, that you are our pursuit, that we look to you in this season. We look to you in this year of marvels. We look to you in this year of wonders. We look to you in this year of manifestations of the greatness of our God. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. Hallelujah. We look to you. We look to you. We set our affection on things that are above. We set our affection on things that are above and not on the things of the earth. Father, we refuse into this season. We refuse this season to sow to our flesh, Father. We refuse to sow to our flesh. We, we choose to sow to the spirit. We choose to sow those things that are supernatural, those things that are spiritual. Hallelujah. We make a decision right now. We make a quality decision to put our hand to the plow, to put our hand to the plow, the plow of your word, the plow of prayer, the plow of your kingdom. We, we choose to set our hands towards you and the things that you have. And we refuse to look back. There's nothing back there for us. There's nothing back there that's going to bring increase, to bring change, to bring uh, 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 prosperity, to bring deliverance, to bring, we look towards you. We look to you in any and every situation. We lay aside every weight and every sin that would so easily beset us. And we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We look to you tonight. We look to you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, with great expectation. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Father. Mm, Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm, Thank you, Father. You know, if you've been guilty, so to speak, of of just focusing on everything that's going on in the world right now. If you've been guilty of, of focusing on what you're offended at and or focusing on the problem. If you've been just so overwhelmed and focused on even what you're called to do, that could even become a weight and a pressure. Just, everyone, just place your hand on your heart. Just repeat this after me. Father God, I release every weight, every sin, every care. I look unto you. Today, I choose to look ahead with great expectation. I look ahead to the kingdom of God manifesting in my life, in my church, and through my life. I look ahead. I look to the word. I set my affection on those things that are above where Christ is seated. I look ahead. I refuse to look back. I will not go backwards. I will not go backwards. But I go forward in faith. The just shall live by faith. I choose to live by faith. And I will not draw back. But I go forward in faith. In Jesus' name. Well, give him a shout of praise if you receive that tonight. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the word. If you receive that tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. You had to be seated.